The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Daf Mem Vav. Today's Daf has been dedicated by Mr. Victor Gindi, Hashem Ishmeru V'hayehu, for continued Hatzlacha in all his uh, endeavors, continued success, Bidi'ut, health, happiness, and all good things. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in the Mishmat of Ram ben Esther, Ruach Hashem, Tenechana Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied for Asher Lema, Yosef ben Sarar, Hamim ben Adel, Vesaram bat Rachel. Amen. We begin today's daf on Mem Amud Bet, and we are three lines from the bottom, starting from the words. Let us just review, we're discussing the law of Motsi Shemra. So we had an opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that Motsi Shemra always gets Malkut. And we understood that the reason why he gets Malkut is because uh, whenever he's Motsi Shemra, he is transgressing the Isur of Lot Lechrachil which is uh, the Isur of slandering somebody. That's a Lot Asif in the Torah, and a Lot Asif you get Malkut. Even though Lotarech uh, Lachil is a verbal transgression and it's a Lavshe Enbo Maaseh, but we said it was going according to his opinion that says Lavshe Enbo Maaseh, looking at So you always get Malkut. However, the hundred Selah uh, penalty, the Biudah made a Hiduk between Baal and Lo Baal. Because he understood that the Motsi Shemra law in the Torah was Dafka, where the guy, where the husband had relations and then came along and said, I didn't see that she is a bitula. Then if he's Motsi Shemra, then he has to pay the hundred. But lo Baal, but if he was not Baal and he was Motsi Shemra, we'll see how that's possible. So then uh, he does not pay the hundred. So the Malkut is automatic, no matter what, ben Baal, ben lo Baal. But the hundred is dafka Baal, but lo Baal, there's no hundred. That would she taught Nabi Yehuda. So now the Gemara questions at that, and Yara Yehuda Omer, Baal loke. Lo ba'al eno loke. We have this contradiction in the Biuda, which means the same Hiduk that the Biuda gave by the hundred, we see gives in this Braita by the Malkut. That what? Dafka ba'al, you get the Malkut, which means it's understanding in this Braita that the main Moti Shimra was said Dafka by ba'al. And that's why he gets Malkut. But lo ba'al, you don't get Malkut. So after the first statement said the Biuda says you get Malkut regardless. So Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzhak Lokem Makat Mardut with Rabbanan. So now one has a new understanding of the Biuda. Really, according to Biuda, you don't get Malkut with the Oraita, which means Dafka by Baal. That's the Ikan Motzi Shemra. So with the Oraita, you'll get Malkut by Baal, and you'll pay the hundred. And that what it says over here that you get lokeh in all cases, that means malkut mit rabbanan, which means in the case where there was no be'ilah, which mean a Torah, there's really no case of motzi shemra, the hadush of the Biuda is, you'll get malkut mit rabbanan. And why would you get malkut mit rabbanan? Obviously he's learning differently than, he doesn't know the lot lechrachil in the business, because if he held up the lot lechrachil, it's malkut doraita. So you have to say, he doesn't know the lot lechrachil, it's time the rabbis imposed a malkut. So again, let's review a quote of Nachman, According to you only get Malkut in the case of Baal. I but Rabbi Yehuda made a statement that says you get Malkut in all cases. That's Malkut with Rabbanan, rabbinical lashes. Rabbanan says a different answer. Okay, what does it mean that when Rabbi Yehuda said, uh, when Rabbi Yehuda said, Baal loke, diktani atam mamon, which means. When it says over here that according to the Rav Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, you're going to get Malkut Dafka in Baal, Malkut doesn't mean lashes. Because lashes you get Ben Baal, Ben No Baal, like we learned earlier, because of Lotelech Rachil. I saw why did Rabbi Yehuda make a statement that says Dafka Baal Loke? The word Loke in that context means paying. 
sometimes the word loke means to pay. Not lashes, which is lashes you're always going to get, like we learned earlier. I, the Buddha, you said baal loke, dafka baal loke. Dafka baal, you pay, like the Buddha said. You only pay the hundred when it's, uh, when it's uh, baal. So comes again what says. Vekari lele mamon malkut. Do we call mamon? Do we refer to it as malkut? When do you ever see that we refer to paying as malkut? So the Gemara says, "In you see it, where atenan we learned in the Mishnah, Omer chazi erki alai." A person comes along and says, "Half my value is on me." Based on what it's written in the Torah, there's <coughs> the laws of erkim, which is the Torah gives the worth of a person based on his gender, based on his age. And therefore, normally, if a person comes along and says erki alai, yes, look in the Torah. Look at exactly the fixed amount that the Torah puts for his uh, age, etc. And they have to pay that. So this guy said along, I'm not giving my full value. I want to give half my value. So the, the Mishnah says, right? So he pays uh, half his uh, value. Which means, <coughs> if the Torah pays, he has to pay 30 shekelim, the guy will pay 15 shekelim. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudah, Loke, Venoten, Erech Shalem. Rabbi Yosef says, in that case over there, you give him Malkut, and he has to pay <coughs> full Erech. So the Gemara says, amai. Why should he get Malkut? What sin did he do by saying, I want to pay half my Erech, they should give him Malkut. Amar Papa, shalem. So that way he says, no, this word loke over me means to pay. Meaning loke, <coughs> he'll have to pay Erech Shalem. So we found another source that the word loke can mean paying. Now the Gemara's question is, my ta'ama. What's the reason when a guy comes along and says, Hatsi Ayrki, that he wants to pay half his Ayrki because he has to pay full Ayrki? So the Gibbana says, Gezera Hatsi Ayrko Atu Ayrkhetsyo. There's a second case. There's another case where a guy doesn't say Hatsi Ayrki, but he comes along and says, Ayrkhetsi. <coughs> now, Ayrkhetsi means I want to pay Ayrkh of half my body. Now when a person says Erech of half my body, you have to assume that's included in half his body the different uh, organs that the whole body is dependent on. For example, the brain, the heart. So when a person makes a statement, Erech alai, he has to pay full, full Erech. Because there's certain organs on his body that the whole body is dependent on. So therefore, the video says, says we make a gezera. If he says... Um, he has to pay full erech gizera after the case where he's going to say erech hatsio. And what's the din of erech hatsio? The erech hatsio have a ever shanishamat eluyabo. And when he comes along and says erech hatsio, it's including a ever that the whole body is dependent on. Therefore, he has to pay full. So all we see in this gemara is that when the Yehuda came along and said. That ben baal, ben lo baal, you get malkut, that's true. Minat Torah, you're always going to get malkut according to this understanding. Why? Because lo telech rachil. Aye, but the Yehuda made a statement that said, dafka baal loke. No, that word loke doesn't mean malkut. That means loke meaning mishalem. Meaning when it's baal, he pays the hundred. Because that's what the Behuda Hashita is. That dafka baal, that's when the law was said to Gabedi, paying the hundred. So the Gemara asks, what do you mean? Where do you see the word loke means to pay? By the law of Erech. By the Behuset. That when a guy says, Hatsi erki alai, loke umishalem erech shalem. Meaning loke, he pays... What does he pay? Full Erech. Why does he have to pay full Erech? Gezera. After the case where he says, Erech um, Hatsi. Um, well, in that case over there, you have to pay because it's including the half his, half his body. Half his body includes the Neshama, the, 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 the parts of the body, the Neshama, the Yabo. Look at that she. Uh, fourth line. <coughs> I should read the third line. Gezera Hatsi Erko, Demashma Hatsi Erech Shalem. Right, when he says Hatsi Erki means half whatever the Torah prescribes. For example, he says the Erik of my head or Libi or my heart. Now, 
And once already he's ma'arich and ever that the body is dependent on, What do we learn from that pasuk? Erechichan nefashot. Shamarich ever shan eshamat luyabo. No ten ketzbash natabo Torah of the whole of the whole erech. Comes the Gemara and continues. Tell us about the By the case of Motzi Shemra again, ve'anshu oto. Now we're trying to understand the pesukim. It says ve'anshu oto. They punished the Motzi Shemra. How do they punish him? Ze mamun. That means a monetary punishment. The word va'anshu of it is monetary punishment. V'yisiru. And it says they afflict them. Ze malkut. That's referring to lashes. So the Gemara says, Bishlamah va'anshu ze mamun. How do I know the word va'anshu means monetary? Dekhtiv va'anshu oto me'akesef v'natnu la'aviyah na'ara. Because Basuk says, that you punish him me'akesef. So therefore, I can understand the word va'anshu means monetary. Ela v'yisiru. It says when you're going to afflict him. Zem malkut min'alana. How do you know the word v'yisiru is referring to lashes? Amar of Abu Lamadnu yisiru mi yisiru. V'yisiru mi ben. Uben mi ben. V'aya in ben akot arasha. Which means we're going to make gezerah shavah. It says by Motsi Shemra, V'yisiru. Right? That's the person that we have. V'yisiru oto. Now we have by a ben soreru more. That's the child who is a wayward and rebellious. And the pasuk says over there, V'yisiru as well. Now, in the ben soreru more pasuk, it also has the word ben. So therefore, we're going to attach the word ben to the Motsi Shemra pasuk as well. So it's V'yisiru, V'yisiru. The Yisiru of Ben Sulemra has a Ben. So put the Ben back to the Motsi Shemra. And now I'm going to make a Gezerah Shavah to the Pasuk that says, Vehaya in Ben Hakot And that Pasuk is talking about Malkut. So therefore the Yisiru is connected to me to Ben. And then the Ben connected me to the Pasuk that's talking about Malkut. Vehaya in Ben Hakot So that's the Gezerah Shavah to learn the word Yisiru means. Actual Malkut. That's what she. The Yisiru me the Yisiru the Yisiru me Ben. Ketiv Aka. It says by Motzi Shemra the Yisiru Oto. Uchtiv Gabe Soreru More the Yisiru. Ma lehalan Ben Imo. By Ben Soreru has the word Ben. Afkan Ben Imo. Vainu the Yisiru the Aka me the Yisiru the Hatam. Vahu the Yisiru the Hatam. The one over there by Ben Soreru More me Ben Shemo. Telegmere le Ben Shemo. Av the Yisiru the Aka. Vahadari Yadi Ben the Aitina na Aka me Ben vaya in Ben Akot Matam Malkut. So it's like we had a show like this on yesterday's app, similar. Now the Gemara has a question. Now we have a law. Before you give somebody Malkut, the Torah has to give you a warning. Which means before the Torah can give a punishment, the Torah just can't say the, you're going to get punished. The Torah has to have a, a, a warning. The Pasuk that warns you that if you do this over, you're going to get Malkut. So where is the Azhara in the Torah? For a Motsi Shemra that he's going to get Malkut. <laughs> so Gemara gives two answers. You have a warning already. Do not be a slanderer. What is a Motsi Shemra basically? A slanderer. He's coming along to say that this girl does not have the Bitulin. Meanwhile, she does. So the, the Azhara, the warning that a person gets Malkut is not you have to Torah's warning you Anytime Torah says the word Hishamir Hishamir is like a lot Don't do this Which means we're warning you Do not get involved with all Davara Davara means Dibura So there's another Isur of what? Speaking uh, 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 Disparagingly about Somebody else So either it's from Lotelech Rachil Or Vinishmarta Which is a lot Ta'aseh Mikol Davara Virabi Al-Azhar Ma'itam Al-Amar how come Rabbi Al-Azad doesn't learn from the Pasuk of the Nishmata Mikol Davara? So Kibra says, He learns like Rabbi Al-Azad bin Ya'ir learns. The Nishmata Mikol Davara, Mikanam Rabbi Al-Azad bin Ya'ir, Ad Yarher Adam Bayom. A person should not have bad thoughts during the day. Ve'yavoli de Tum'ah Balayla. You should not come to Tum'at Keri at night. So the Nishmata Mikol Davara. She's the Torah's warning you. Keep away from bad thoughts. Why? Because that's going to bring you to Tum'ah at night. So therefore that Pasuk already he learns for something else. Then Abinatan Maitamadu Amar Mehai. 
How can we be Natan doesn't learn from the Pasuk of Lot Lech Rachil to teach me the Yisur of Malkut? Hahu Azara Lebetin. Because he learned that's an Azara to the courts that what? Shelo Yerach Lazev Kashel Lazev. That the court has to be balanced. The court is not allowed to be soft to one of the litigants and hard on the other litigants. So Lot Lech Rachil, the way that she learns it, Rachil is Lashon, Rach Li Tihyeh. Which means the court cannot be soft, rachil, rachli tiyeh. That to be lenient to one guy and then be tough to the other guy. That's a different uh, law. It's not the law of slavery. It's the law of benti that they have to be fair and balanced. Lo amar le'edim bo'u va'iduni. We have a case over here. Let's say the Motsi Shemra himself, he did not say to the edim, to the false witnesses that came and testified for him that she doesn't have a, uh, a betrunu that she went and she was uh, He didn't tell them to come. They just came on their own. Which is, he didn't go bring them and get these witnesses. They just came on their own to testify. In that case over there, he doesn't get malkut, nor does he get the punishment of me'ah sila'im. So, uh, comes the Gibran and says, He v'zomimeah makdimim lebeta sekila. And it says, in a case where, let's say, uh, there's guilty, where she did it, so her and the zomimim, the witnesses that were disproved, they go to beta sekila, they go get stoned. Now, we had this question yesterday. If she's getting stoned, so the witnesses are not going to get stoned. So the Gemara says, he did so many. What does that mean? How did she and the witnesses? If she's guilty, the witnesses are innocent. And if the witnesses are guilty, she's innocent. I'm going to both be stoned. So the Gemara says, ohi, Good, either or, which means if she's going to get stoned, the witnesses are off the hook, obviously. If she's not getting stoned, and the witnesses were false witnesses, they are going to get stoned because they get what they tried to do to this lady. So the Gemara says, Now, so the Gemara starts analyzing. The whole reason over here is why. Which means the whole reason why he doesn't get uh, have to pay malkut, uh, get malkut and get uh, 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 pay the hundred because he didn't tell the witnesses anything. The witnesses came on their own. But much if he told the witnesses to to come and testify, even though he didn't hire them. Which means, according to this version, the only time he's off the hook is what? So long as he didn't uh, um, uh, have anything to do with the witnesses. The witnesses came on their own. But if he told the witnesses to come, even though he didn't pay them, doesn't matter. Then already he's guilty. This is exclusive of the Shittah of Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya, we have a Braitha. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Eno Hayab Achi Yiskor Edim. Uh, the Bihuda holds that by the Motsi Shemra, it's not enough to get Eidim. You have to actually pay for them. You have to actually hire the witnesses to come. Ati Yiskor Eidim. Maik Tamad the Bihuda, Amar Babu, Atya Sima Sima. As he gives it out, Shema Sima Sima. Ketiv Acha, it says by Motsi Shemra, Vesam La Alilot Devarim. He placed for her Alilot Devarim is claims, false claims. It says why Motisha the word Vesam. Uchtivatam, and it says by the law of interest, Lot Simun Alav Nishik. Right, you're not allowed to place on a person Nishik, which is interest. Ma'alan Mamun, just like by the case of uh, interest. What, what type of interest are we talking about? Monetary interest. Which means you cannot charge the guy extra monetary. Afkan Mamun. So when it says Vesamla, how did he place on her false claims? By using money. Meaning he paid. False witnesses to come and testify. So therefore, according to the view, that's Davka in the case where he hired the false witnesses. Comes again and says, Amar of the Mamre Ishaq, Mechet Tari Rabbi Yosef, Siduni Ber Bishimon Ben Yochai. That's the rabbi's name. In the Beit Midrash of Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai. Atya Sima Sima. Good. Also has the same derasha. Uh, that what? That this Gizrashva of Sima Sima to teach me what? Up and only until it is the uh, witnesses are actually hired. So we had a question. What if, let's say, he didn't hire them with money? Let's say he hired them with real estate. Which means I'll give you a piece of uh, land. Now, what's the question? Since already you're learning from Rabit. Now, the only law of Rabit applies when you charge an interest of money. 
money or that she says food stuff, which is metaltaline, which means when we have a repeat case over here, it's a it has to be movables. Karka does not apply in the repeat situation. So therefore, if you're learning from repeat, so now we should say, well, what if you hired the witnesses by giving them a piece of uh, karka? Or the next question, or let's say you hired them with money, but the money was less than the value of a peruta, where in the beat, let's say, the beat does not apply for the Shev Peruta, but maybe the Gabe, this uh, law over here, by hiring witnesses, even the Shev Peruta is going to have an application. So the Gabe says, Mahu. Or let's say you hired both of them collectively with one peruta, which is each one is half a peruta, but together it comes out to a shaveh peruta. What's going to be the din? So comes the Gemara and says, All these questions were not answered yet. Rav has another question. Let's say guy was motzi shemra on his first marriage. What do you mean his first marriage? So look at Rashi. On the su'in and his shunim, kansa, he got married to a lady. Ve'lotzi shemra, he didn't motzi shemra on her. Ve'girsha, he divorced her. Stabi divorced, he's allowed to divorce her. Ve'hzira. And then what? He remarried her. Ve'harkach motzi shemra, lo matzati betulil su'in kamai. And now all of a sudden, in the second marriage, he comes along with a claim. He says, you know what? She wasn't a betulah when I married her in the first marriage. So the Gemara's question is, can he make a Mutsi Shemra on the original marriage? On the Ahiv Mahu. What about on the Nisu'in uh, of his brother? Which means he's a Yavam. Which means his brother uh, died. Right? So now uh, he falls to Yibum. So he's going to come along and say, Hey, listen, he wasn't, uh, she's not a Bitullah. Now, meaning that affects... Uh, the marriage of his brother. Can you make a Mutsi Shemla on his brother's marriage? So the Gemara says, well, all these questions, we didn't get any answers yet, right? So the Gemara says, Peshot Miyahada. From all these questions, at least solve one of them. Why? We have Rabbi Yonah's uh, uh, statement in the Braita. In the Mutsi Shemla, we have Pesukim, right? The guy, the father of the uh, girl comes along and says, listen, I gave my daughter to this guy, and now he's coming along with false claims over here. That's the Pesukim that's written by Moti Shemra, right? So the father says, So we learn that the Moti Shemra is unto this guy. Not uh, I think I, the father didn't give his daughter to the Yavam. He gave his daughter to the other guy. So you see that a guy cannot be Moti Shemra on the Yavam. So at least one of the questions was resolved. Comes the Gemara and says, "Look at the sheep. Below the Yabam, in Yabam, she would see Shemra on the Suyah. In Bichlal, Parashazul, it's all Tana Betulim. If Sheta, then by Yabat right. Okay, so the last question was resolved. Now the Gemara says, "Might a Baranu might be the Ezeb and Yaakov?" Now, if you remember, we learned earlier on yesterday's Daf, we had a Machlok between the Banan." And the Bili Ezer bin Yaakov regarding the mechanics of how a Motsi Shemra works. Now the Gemara is going to explain to us in detail what are these shitot of Rabbanan and the Bili Ezer bin Yaakov. So the Gemara says, the Tanya, we have a bright Ketzat or Tsaat Shemra. Oh, now we're getting into the details. What's the case? How do you have a case where a guy's Motsi Shemra on his wife? Bali Bedin, a guy comes to Bedin, the Amar. When he comes along and says, Peloni, the guy says, Lo matzati lebetecha betulim. Right, he has a claim. I didn't find your daughter, she's not a betula. Im yesh edim shizintat tahtav. Now, if let's say there's witnesses, there's edim, that she had znut when, after they were married, yesh la ketuva maneh. So she gets a ketuva of a hundred. Im yesh edim shizintat tahtav, yesh la ketuva maneh. What are you talking about? If there's witnesses that she committed zoot, she gets to get to have a hundred? That's the She's stoning. What, what kind of statement is that? She's, she's guilty of stoning. Of course, if there's witnesses that uh, substantiate the guy's claim that she has zoot, but now she gets sekila. Zinta mi'ikara. But if she committed the zoot before they were married, yesh la kituva maneh. 
she gets a hundred, which means this she does following the law that we learned earlier in the Masechet, that if a person gets married to a lady, that she's a betula, and then finds out that she's indeed a beula, she doesn't lose the full ketubah, but a ketubah is downgraded to a hundred. Well, so that's what the statement was. If she committed this loot, witnesses substantiated during the marriage, then already she's hayaf sekirah. If, however... Uh, she uh, committed the zut before the marriage, so then already kitubah mane. According to the shita, it says guy gets married has kept betulah. She's found la beula kitubah as mane. We continue the case nimsa. Oh, so what do we see from this shita? Sheshemra eno shemra. Now let's say you find that his shemra is um, is not a shemra, which means the guy over here is. Uh, giving uh, force, which means the the claims that he's saying is uh, not a. Uh, I mean, the the, the the rumor that he's saying is found out not to be a rumor. I Meaning he's lying. The guy. She's really she has no shemra. The guy, the, the girl, she's innocent. What do you do to the uh, to the guy? Who look at? You got to give the guy melkut, obviously. Vinoten measela, and he has to pay the hundred. Now the Gemara says ben baal uben lo baal. So this shita holds that what, like we learned Rabbanan on the last Amud, that the law of Mosi Shira was said whether he had bi'ah or whether he didn't have bi'ah, and his bottom line giving a false claim about his wife, he has to pay the hundred years to get malkuta. He says no, Yaakov. The only time you have the law of Mosi Shira is Dafka when he was with his wife. And made the claim. But if he wasn't with his wife and made the claim, the law of Batishabat does not apply. Now the Gibra analyzes. I understand the Pisuki makes sense because it's Yaakov. Because the husband's claim is, I was with her, right? It says, I was went with her and I was close to her and I didn't find Betulin, which is Mashmawat. But the case is Dafka where there was a Biyah. Ela the Rabbanan, my Uba Elea by Krav Elea. But according to Rabbanan that say that the law of Motsi Shema applies even if there was no Biyah, how do you justify those words where he says, I was close to her, I was with her? You hold that the law applies even if there was no Biyah. So Kazakh says, Uba Elea Baalilot, Vaikrav Elea Bidbarim. Which means, Ba'elea, the Pasuk is saying, he came close to her with claims. Ba'elea, I came close to her with words. Which means, he has to learn the Banan, that that Pasuk is not literal. He has to learn it more like, uh, um, like it's a mashal, where he's coming along and saying, I came close to her with a claim. And I brought to her, like, uh, with words. According to Rabbi Ezra Yaakov, we understand his claim when he says, I did not find that your daughter has betulin. Because the case where he had bi'ah. So then he can make such a claim. What do we? If you're learning the case, so even if he didn't have a bi'ah, how could he come along and make a claim? So the Kabbalah says... Lo matzati lebetecha kishre betulin. What does that mean, kishre betulin? She says, edim sheyazimu oyachishu et elu viyachshiru et betecha lebetulah gemura. I didn't find witnesses that will um, contradict these witnesses that say she was not a betulah. Which is according to the rabbis, the only way the guy can substantiate his claim. Is he has to have witnesses. Witnesses are coming up to say, "Listen, we're telling you this girl over here, she was a zinta." So he says, meaning I didn't find any witnesses that will contradict these guys over here to say that uh, she was indeed a betula. He's not discussing I didn't find because he had be out with her, and he's saying there's no witnesses that are going to be mezim. These guys so the says, "Bishlamal bin Yisab bin Yaakov, according to Bishlamal bin Yaakov, Hayru dichti ve'ele betule beti." Right, according to Bishlamal bin Yaakov, it's very good because what happens? The father comes along and says, "Ele betule beti," which means what does he do? He brings the sheet. He comes along and says, "You liar! This is the betulin." However, because why there was a bi'ah? Ela the banan, my ve'ele betule beti. 
There was no biyah. So what's the father coming along and saying? These are the witnesses that are coming along and saying that my wife, my daughter indeed is a betula. So it's all witnesses. The father's not proving it with a sheep with blood. He's proving it with witnesses that are uh, arguing against the witnesses that the husband brought. So comes the Gibran says, which means that this proof him. Which means what? They take the sheet and they spread the sheet out and they analyze the, the sheet to see if there was a blood on it or not. Because according to the millions of Yaakov, the case is Dafka where there was a Bi'ah. So if there's a Bi'ah, so you can, that, that's where the sheet comes in. But according to the rabbis, what do you mean Pirsu Asimla? There was no Bi'ah there. What are you talking about? Amar Babu. Pirsu ma sesamla, which means they will spread out what his what his claim was about her. What does that mean? Kidetanya. Pirsu asimla, they'll spread out the simla, the the dress. Melamed shebain edim shilze veedim shilze. You bring the husband's witnesses and the father's witnesses that are contradicting each other. And you, you analyze, you go through the uh, testimony, which literally means like a like a uh, new dress, which is just like a new dress, what do you do with it? You spread it out in order to make it uh, nice. So the same thing over here, you spread out the testimony, like you would spread out a new dress, which means you clarify, you take out all the creases, I wonder what you say, what did you say, what's your claim? So it's not literally a dress, because there's no dress according to there was no uh, there was no testimony there was no biyah that means you clarify the testimony of the witnesses so comes the Quran says Rabbi Ezra Yaakov Omer Devarim Kichtavam Rabbi Ezra goes no 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 when it says you pursue it as simla it's literal simla mamash the actual dress itself because according to Rabbi Ezra Yaakov there was a biyah See, the father takes the dress, they open it up on the table, they analyze it, was there dambitulin, there or not? Now, let's look at the Tosafot for a second. Look at Tosafot Bishlama. Bishlama, Rabbi Nezabin Yaakov, Hainu Dikhtibu Pirsua Simla. So Tosafot is Teba. The Al-Qurhaq. This one has a big question over here. They come along, the husband, he has the sheet, there's no blood on the sheet. Tosfot says, taking a sheet out without any blood on it is not enough proof to give a lady sikira. Ella Tosfot says what? Even according to Bilezim and Yaakov, you have to have witnesses. So, imken Which means, so according to the Bilezim Yaakov, if you're holding also, you need witnesses to come along and say that she was Mizana. So then, what, what, what does the sheet do? He's coming along, they, they, they come along and, 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 and they take the sheet out. What, what's the sheet do? Even if there was no blood on the sheet, it means uh, nothing. You can't kill on that. We really need the. Witnesses. So those words, the pshita the lomet kasher edim shvilkach, which means we're not going to now uh, uh, argue on uh, his. T- the father's coming along and saying what? There is. Uh, she was a betula. Now they take out the sheet. You don't see any uh, blood. Not seeing any blood is not going to contradict the witnesses that say she indeed is a betula. Because like I say, maybe he's maybe he didn't do a straight biyah. He swerved. He went around the betula. So, so what's the purpose of the sheet? So those was a big hadushim. V'yesh lomar the savar telo mehayev ela imkeni is panav leshanot hayadua shemachsif darot asimla belo betulin lebetin venimsa shakran shehim leadam. Which means like this: is a phenomenal shita. You know when Motishim has to pay the hundred and get the malkut, dafka when he's a mechutzaf. What makes him a mechutzaf? Where he's contradicting blatant testimony on the simla. When the guy comes along and says, "Bring the simla, bring the bring the sheet. There's no blood on the sheet over there." And all of a sudden, the father comes along and gets a piece of the sheet. Says, "Here, there's blood on the sheet." So you went so far 
you're willing to lie against blatant evidence, then you pay. Which means, if they weren't able to produce a simla, so it's just his witnesses against the witnesses of the father, according to Be'ezim and Yaakov, there's no payment of a hundred, there's no malkut. To be a motzi shemra, according to Be'ezim and Yaakov, he has to contradict blatant evidence. Because then everybody you say, wow, the guy's really hot spot. There was the blood on the sheet. You're coming along and saying, no, she wasn't a betula. There was nothing there. Then everybody who pursued the simla, that already makes his uh, claim of Motishra much worse, much more severe. Therefore, that's the case. That's why even according to Bezim and Yaakov, even though it's witnesses, the simla is necessary to make the case of uh, Motishra punishable. Comes the Gemara continues. New case. Shalach Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yaakov Bar Giyure Meshemeh Rabbi Yohanan Afagav Shalomatzinu Bechol HaTorah Kula Even though we never found in the whole Torah Shehileka Katuv Ben Bi'ah Kedarka Lebi'ah Shelo Kedarka Which is whenever the Torah gives a, 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 a suit of having a Bi'ah there's no difference if the bi'ah is a regular bi'ah or bi'ah shiloh kedarka. That's a bi'ah on the other uh, the other bi'ah, right? Bi'ah shiloh kedarka. Lemakot ulonchin, which means uh, if the Torah says you're going to get makot for making a bi'ah, it doesn't matter if it's a bi'ah kedarka, bi'ah shiloh kedarka. If there's an onish, it doesn't matter if it's bi'ah kedarka, bi'ah shiloh kedarka. Aval mosi shemra hiluk. But when it comes to mosi shemra, that law specifically, there's a hiluk. Eno chayab ad shiv'ol shelo kedarka v'yotzi shemra kedarka. The case of the motzi shemra has to be what that he had a bi'ah shelo kedarka, and then he comes along and his motzi shemra under kedarka, which means he never had bi'ah kedarka with her. He had a bi'ah shelo kedarka with her, and now he comes along and says, "Hey, I didn't, uh, I didn't find anything." Now look, look at that sheet at the bottom. Look at that Whenever the Torah talks about Isur of Arayot, things like that, the Pasuk uses Lashon Mishkebe. So it's a plural. The sleepings of a Isha. Why it says double language? Both ways are equal. Lechol Mishpat Arayot. To all the laws of Arayot. Let's say the Shimra, the husband, brings witnesses. Hey, I have rayot that his wife had a bi'ah when she was arusa And now all of a sudden, his witnesses are found liars. Which means, if his claim is that she had a bi'ah shelo kedarka when she was arusa, that's not the law of Moti Shemra. Because his claim is lo matzati bitulim. So therefore he has to substantiate his claim by saying that the witnesses are going to say that they had a bi'ah in the place where there is bitulim. But even though let's say he was found lying, but let's say the guy comes along and says, listen, uh, I have, uh, my, my, his wife had a bi'ah shelo kedarka, uh, and uh, he brings witnesses. And other witnesses were found, so mean, doesn't matter. He does not pay a hundred, and he's not getting malkut. Because that's not Mutsi Shemra. Mutsi Shemra is dafka in the place of Betulin. Next, Nashi. Enu hayav achib ol shelo kedarka, v'yotsi shemra b'chedarka. Kilomar. Kesheba'al, when the guy relations, ne'emru devarim. Which means, even if let's say he had a bi'ah with his wife, Which means, I don't care. This, this shita is holding, like shita of Rabbi Ezbin Yaakov, that the law of Motisha was said by Baal. Let's establish that. So when the Gemara says over here, his bi'ah, I don't care what type of bi'ah it was. The law Mutish Shemra, he has that bi'ah with, with the wife. Even if his bi'ah was Shiloh Kedarka, that's considered ready, Baal. So long as his claim is that law Matzati Bedekabi, that she had a bi'ah Kedarka, which is for his bi'ah to, 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 to have the case of uh, bi'ah. Okay, how we made his bi'ah. So long as the claim against her is a bi'ah, so the Gemara says, Keman. Who is this following this Shita like? Bottom line. If it's called like the rabbis, 
So even if there was no biyah, because the rabbi said that the law of Moshe Shimna applies what? Ben Baal, Ben Shelo Baal. He could be the Ezra Ben Yaakov, it's going to be Ezra Ben Yaakov. Idi v'idi kedarka ba'inam. Which means, according to Ezra Ben Yaakov, the biyah that he has to have with her, with his wife, has to be a biyah kedarka. Why? Look at Tap Rashi. Kevan de'amar devarim kichtabam. Since he learns the Pesukim, literally, Right, doesn't he learn the Pesukim by Moti Shemna literally? So what's the Pesukim? What does the guy say? How can he make such a statement if you had to be Ashlo Kedarka with her? So this doesn't fit in either according to the Be'ezim and Yaakov. It's got to be a Be'ash Kedarka. He's claiming that she wasn't a Betulat in the Kedarka. So the Gemara says, "Ela shalach lavkana b'shvud Rav Yochanan eno hayav achiv all kedarka." But you see, Shemra kedarka. Change it, which is a quite Rav Yehuda Yaakov. It's got to be he had to be a kedarka, obviously. And then he's coming along and saying, uh, "There was no, uh, there was no between uh, over here." Also, in the case of kedarka, comes the next Mishnah. So just let's, let's just review. So it comes out we have a fantastic machlok between Bilezim and Yaakov and the Shitav uh, Rabbanan. How do we the case of Moshe Shemra? The rabbis always learning its all witnesses. Which means that what? That uh, every, the guy didn't even have a relation. Stop. It's all bringing witnesses, the husband's witnesses against the uh, uh, father's witnesses. Where according to the Bilezim and Yaakov, no, no, no. If there was only witnesses over here back and forth, there's no law of Moshe Shemra. Stavka, we had a. Bi'ah, and then he comes along and says, Lo matzati lepitecha betulim. But if there was no bi'ah, then the law does not apply. Next Mishnah. Ha'av zakai bibito. The following Mishnah is going to discuss the different rights that a father has to his daughter. Bikidusheha, bikesef, bishtar, ubibi'ah. Number one. A father has rights to marry off his daughter when she is a ketana or even a ne'ara and he gets the money. The kesef kedushin goes to him or the shtar. One of the ways to get married is with a shtar, a contract of the kedushin. It says on the contract, Therefore the father has a right to marry his daughter off and receive the shtar from the husband. Ubibi'ah, that's a third way that a lady gets mikudeshet, by having a relation. The father has a right to give his daughter over to a man to have bi'ah l'shem kiddushin. So that's the father's right to marry off his daughter. Either he keeps the money, keeps the star, or he has the ability to give his daughter over for a bi'ah. Zakai bimsi'ata. The father is also uh, has the rights to her mitziah. She finds a lost object, goes to the father. Also her work. He gets the money from her work. Making, uh, absolving the vows. If a girl makes a vow, the father has the right to nullify it. The father also receives the get. Now this is a story about a case where she got Migureshit mina irusin. For example, she was married, she's still an arusa, so now the husband wants to divorce her. So the law is that the father receives the get because she's still under the jurisdiction of the father when she's an arusa. However, once she becomes a bogeret, or once she becomes a nisua, She's out of the father's domain and she receives the get herself. So the only time the father receives the get, she's a na'ra arusa. But if she's a bogeret or a nisua, she receives the get herself. The father literally does not eat fruit during her life. What is this talking about? Let's say the daughter's maternal grandfather left Yerusha. Okay? The girl's mother's father left Yerusha and she now has this Yerusha. And it's a field and it's producing fruit. So the law is the father does not eat from the fruit of his daughter's Yerusha during her lifetime. Which means, of course, if she dies, then already the father is Yoresha. But so long as she's alive, the father does not eat Perot. 
What does he do then instead? So that she says, Osina Sigula. He bakes it into a trust, which means he takes all the perot over there and he puts it into a trust. For example, one of the Gemara, I think Kiddushin says, he buys a Sefer Torah with it. Sefer Torah is something that's uh, it's valuable, it doesn't, it doesn't, if you use it, it doesn't lose its uh, value. So therefore, let him, let him use the money to buy something that's, uh, you know, that, 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 that's not selling it. He's, he's just transferring the perot into something that's in a trust for his daughter. Instead of the perot, they're going to they're gonna rot. So therefore, then we cannot spend that money. We'll see in the Gemara. We'll see in the Gemara why he cannot spend that. Why he cannot spend that money? The grandfather left the Yerusha to the daughter. Niset. Now, let's say the girl got married. Till now, we're talking about when she's not married. And we're talking about the rights of the father. When she gets married, the husband has even more rights than the father did. Where? Which means, she he eats perot. Which means, so long as she's alive and she inherits this field of it, her husband has a right to eat perot, the fruits. Where the father did not, the husband does. The Gemara will say, why? The husband is obligated, obviously, to feed his wife, Bezonot. Firkona means to redeem her. If she's taken into captivity, the husband's obligation, he has to uh, redeem her, pay for the redemption. That's a tribe betin. He has to pay also for the funeral. Okay, which means the uh, reason why he has to pay for the funeral, for the burial, that's a tenai in the ketubah. Because every lady, or most ladies, they bring into the marriage uh, uh, assets. Assets that the husband is able to use. So as like a payback for the assets that she brings into the marriage, they put in the ketubah, so he accepts upon himself to pay for the, uh, to pay for the burial expenses. Even the poorest guy in Israel, Minimum funeral, you have to have two flutes and one eulogizer. And one uh, or a whaler. In the older days, they used to have uh, uh, the people used to come to the funerals and inspire the people to cry. So they'd be professional whalers. They would cry, and everybody would cry with them. So they have a minimal funeral. Even the poorest person, two two flutes, and they uh, the flutes also sound like a crying sound. So when they blow the flutes at the funeral, it's like Me'orer the Bechiyah. Okay, that again what I says. Bekesef minalat. How do you know that a father has rights to the kiss of Kiddushin of his daughter? Amar of Yudah Markerat. Shavu pasuk biyatzeah hinam en kasef. En kasef la'adon zev yesh kasef la'adon acher. Umanu abiha. Good famous terasha. The pasuk says like this. You have a shifha. Shifa is a maidservant. The girl can be sold as a maidservant. The father can sell her as a maidservant. Good? Now, after she becomes, let's say, a na'ala, uh, she goes out free. She goes out, that's it. You, can't be, you don't remain a maidservant forever. Once she becomes a na'ala with simanim, that is. So now, already, she goes out free in kasif, which means she doesn't have to pay the adon any money. The adon does not get any money. So the Gemara's Doresh. En kesef la adon ze, aval yesh kesef la adon aher. But there is kesef when a lady goes out, meaning goes out of the domain and gets married. In that case, the adon will get money. And who's the other only other adon of a girl? Her father. So what the Bazook is saying, en kesef la adon ze when she goes out, but when she goes out of the jurisdiction of. The other Adon, which is the father, meaning when she goes to get married, yes, Kesef. And who gets the money? The father gets the money. So again, There's no Kesef to this master, but there's Kesef to another master. Who's the other master? The father. Who told you? Maybe she keeps it. Maybe she gets the money, which means maybe learn the Dirasha like this. When a servant goes out, there's no monetary transaction. There's no money. She goes out free and kasif. Mashiachin, when she leaves in a different situation, yesh kasif. And who gets it? She gets it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the only difference was saying, in kasif, in the case where she goes out as a servant, 
But yes, Kesef, when she goes out to get married, and she keeps the money. Who told you that the, the father gets the money from this dinasha? So Gemara says, what are you talking? Hashta abiyah mikabel kedusheha. Dekhtiv et betina tati la isha zeh. Iisha klakaspa. That doesn't make sense. The father has rights to marry off his daughter. How do we know the father has rights to marry off his daughter? It's a befinish pasuk the Torah. In the parasha of Moti Shemra, what does the parasha say? It biti natati la isha zeh. I gave over my daughter to this guy. So you see clearly what? That a father has a right to marry off his daughter. So what? He has the rights to marry off and she's going to get the money? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. If the Torah is giving him rights to, to marry her off, it only makes sense that what? He should get the, uh, he should get the money. Right? So comes the Gemara and says, Ve'ema animili ketana delet yayad. Okay, good. I'll tell you, you know what the case where the father gets the money? That's when she's a ketana, when she's a minor, that she doesn't have a hand. Meaning she doesn't have the ability to make acquisition. So yeah, when the father marries off a girl when she's a ketana, then he keeps the money. Abal ne'ara di'it layad, but a ne'ara. Well, let's say she has a hand to make an acquisition. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll say, let her marry herself off and she'll keep the money. So we've only proven in this point, uh, when it says, I want to point out a, a, a very important point over here. That person was written by the case of Moti Shemra. Let's give the context. I gave my daughter over to this guy, now he's coming along and has uh, false claims. Now the, now the case of Moti Shemna is a case where the Pasuk calls her, she was a Na'ara. So how could you tell me over there that when it says, It's talking about when she was a Kitana. So that she answers very simple. Now she's a Na'ara. But he's saying, I, I married her off when she was a Kitana. Good. So, but I only learned from that Pasuk what, that he has rights to marry off a daughter when she's a Kitana, and he'll get the money when she's a Kitana. But who told you when she's a Na'ara that he can, she can marry herself off? And since she can marry Yasova, maybe she herself will keep the money. Amar Kera, famous pasuk, which is actually written by the laws of Nidarim. The pasuk says, Bin Ureha, Bet Abiha. That when she's in Ara, she's still by her father's house. To teach me what? All the prophet of Ne'arim goes to the father, including what? Kesef Kedushin. So now we know that even in Ne'ara, the money goes to the Father, from what? Bin Uriah? Bet Abiyah. Come on, what do you mean? Ve'elahad amar avuna amarav minayin shema'aseha bat la'abiyah. How do you know that the work of a girl goes to the father? She works, she gets a paycheck. How do you know that the paycheck goes to the father? Shne'emar. Ve'chi yimkod ish it bito le'amah. Right? We said that the father sells his daughter as a slave. Ma'ama ma'aseha de'a le'rabah. Just like it's a scheme, call it bito le'amah. So the Gemara makes a juxtaposition between the word bito le'amah. There's a connection between bito le'amah. Just like an amah, who does her uh, work go to? The master. So to bito, it's going to go to the father. So the Gemara says, Lambadi, what do you need this pasuk for? Tipu klehem bin oreha betabiyah. We have the pasuk bin oreha betabiyah. So we're back really to the question. How do you know that in Ne'ara, the father gets the money? And don't tell me, Bin Ureha, Bet Aviha, because I'll come along and tell you that what Bin Ureha, Bet Aviha already is teaching me what? Koshvah. That's not so. Because already I know Koshvah, Ne'orim already from the Pasuk of Kiyim, Koret Bitor, Amah. And therefore, Kiyim, Koret Bitor, Amah teaches me when a person sells his daughter. When can he sell his daughter? When she's a Ketana. Oh, so he sells her as Kitana, so they in that case over there, uh, uh, she, he, he, gets the, uh, he gets the money. But we're back to the question over here, how do you know that when she's a Ne'ara, that the money is going to go actually to the father and not to her? So the Gemara says, one more line, so you know why you don't learn from the Pasuga bin Uriah bin Abiyah? Because the Pasuga bin Uriah bin Abiyah was written by Hafarat Nidarim. Let me explain to you. The Torah is teaching me like this. In the laws of Nidarim, a father has rights to absolve the, 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 the Nidarim of her daughter. 
of his daughter. Until what age? Until she's a ne'ara, including a ne'ara. And how do you know that? Bin ureha bet abiha. Beautiful. So that pasuk is not talking about anything about uh, that the ne'ara's assets go to the father. On the contrary, I know that a kitana's assets go to the father because it says, ki im korit bito le'ama. Bito le'ama. Ma ama ma'asiyah de'a le'rabba. Ab bito ma'asiyah de'a le'aviha. Oh, what's the pasuk of Ben Uriah Bet Abiyah? Why did I learn it from Ben Uriah Bet Abiyah? Because I can't learn from Ben Uriah Bet Abiyah. Because that pasuk is talking about a Farah and Darim. It's not even talking about a monetary case. Mm-hmm. So then we're back to the question. How do you know maybe a Ne'ara, maybe the money goes to her? And don't tell me from the pasuk of Ben Uriah Bet Abiyah. Because that pasuk only tells me what? That the father has rights to make Farah and Darim on the Ne'ara's vows. But it's not a pasuk that's teaching me a monetary law. So back to the question, how do you know a ne'ara, the father gets the money, maybe she keeps it. Comes again and says, v'chitim anilaf mineh. Learn from there. Which means, say, just like the father has rights to make hafarat darim by the ne'ara, he has rights to keep our money. Kabbalah says, no, we have a rule. Mamunam isura lo yafinan. You don't learn monetary law from isur law. Which means, there's laws of monetary, there's laws of isur. Nedarim is isur. Can you make atarat adarim? Can you not make? So therefore, you don't learn monetary from isur. So the Gemara says, "Vehi temanidef miknasa." But we learned earlier in the Masechet that what? Who gets the knas? For example, in the case of onus and nefateh, who gets the knas? The father. So just like, just like the father gets the knas of the girl, and the ara, because the case of onus and nefateh, she's an ara. So I say, so too he gets the case of kedushin. We have a rule. You can't learn monetary laws from penalty laws. Just because he gets the penalty, the knaz, does not necessarily mean he's going to get the monetary. Also, now we have a question still. Oh. One of the payments in the onus and the mifateh was a monetary payment. What was the monetary? When she's, uh, let's say she was uh, raped. There's bushade. There was embarrassment. That's a monetary, that's, that's not a class. That's a payment you have to pay because you're embarrassed. Or you devaluated her, her, uh, her price. Right? Because now she's, uh, she's not a betula anymore. Who gets that monetary bullshit to pegam? The father. Oh, so I should say, just like you see by an ara, that the monetary price of the bullshit to pegam goes to the father. So maybe the case of Kedushi, which is also monetary, goes to the father. But I said, no. Shani bullshit to pegam, the avia name You know why the father gets bullshit to pegam? Because he himself had the right to embarrass her. So that money is coming to him. What does he mean he had the right to embarrass her? He himself, before this happened, right? He could have married his daughter off to a minuval or a could Couldn't he himself have... Uh, the embarrassment is in his, in his control. Which means, before she got the uh, insa, doesn't the father have the right to marry off his daughter? Right? So he could have taken his daughter and said, yeah, see this guy's mukach boils all over his body. You're marrying him. Even though she's going to get Busha, uh, and uh, he would get the uh, payment for that uh, uh, situation. So therefore, since Boshet and Pegam, he was able to do it himself, so therefore that money is coming to him. But how do you know that in the case of Kesef Kedushin, I've come along and I've said, listen, she can marry herself off. So since she can marry herself off, maybe she herself, Keeps the money. Who says that uh, the father gets the money by kiss of my nara? So the Gemara says, Ela mistavra. That's the key answer. Techi mimaet rachmana yitzia tekevatek hamimaet. The source is from the original pasuk. V'yatzeachinam en kasef. Listen closely. En kasef la'adon zeh, aval yesh kasef la'adon achet. Now let's analyze. If the pasuk is telling me a law when a girl who's a ne'ara gets simanim, she's automatically free as a servant. She goes out free in kesef la'adon zed, right? There's no, no kesef. She goes out free. And we want to say, well, in kesef la'adon zed, aba yesh kesef la'adon, ahir. So we said, who told you? So the Gebarah said, no, because the cases of ama going out and a girl getting married, if the pasuk is comparing them, we have to make them compatible. Now, how are they compatible? 
So that she explains like this. You're right. When the lady goes out free as a servant, there's no money. She just goes out free. When she gives her now, she's got two hairs. She's free. Is there any money you transferred over here? No. But let's say hypothetically there was money to be transferred. Hypothetically. What would it be a case where there was uh, uh, hypothetically money being transferred? Let's say for some reason she left early. She left before she became an ara. So technically you do have to pay now the Adon some money for the difference of money he paid for her to the fact that now she's leaving early. Correct? Yeah. Now, who would get that money? The master would get that money. The master paid for her. So I prefer if there was a monetary payment, the master would get it. Oh, so if we want to think, keep, keep, keep things equal, in the case of Kiddushin, there is monetary. So who's going to get it? The father. Just like hypothetically the Adon, if there was money, he would get it. So by Kiddushin, where there definitely is money, the father will get it. Again, the Pasuk says, We're going back to the original Derasha. En kesef la'adon zeh, abal yesh kesef la'adon ahir. When she goes out, there's no kesef to this Adon. Does, does she have to give any money to the Adon when she goes out free? No. Aval, when she goes out in a different situation, meaning when she's going out of the father's jurisdiction, yesh kesef. And the Gemara wants to say, that kesef is going to go to the father. So we ask, who said, maybe the kesef goes to her? So we say, no, we want to keep it parallel. Just like if there was money, in the case of the girl going out of the shif, of the Shifa state, if there was money, who would get the money? The master. For example, I gave you a case, a hypothetical case. If she left early, the master would have to be compensated for the for the years that she left early. So too, in this case, when she's there's monetary, when she's going out, who's going to get it? The father. So the cases are compatible. So if somebody would ask you, how do you know in Ne'ara? <coughs> the money of Akedushin goes to the father, it's indeed from the Pasuf, and Kasif, keeping the cases equal, just like in Kesef La'adonzeh. But if there was Kesef La'adonzeh, the master would get it. So too in the case of Kedushin, where there is money, the father is going to get it. When does she leave? She leaves when she's not going to get when she has simanim in the Arach, and Kasef, it's automatic. So but she's le- early, she's always right. So she leaves early, but now that when the guy paid for her, he paid for her knowing she's going to work for three years. So I paid $1,000 for three years. Now everybody, she's leaving early. Oh, leaving early, because somebody comes to redeem her, let's say. You can redeem her. You can redeem her. So that color's hands, I want compensation. I paid 1000 because I knew it was three years. Yeah, I want $600 uh, difference. Oh, so who would get that money? The owner. the owner, oh, so just like if there was money, the owner gets it. Huh? As a ketana. Oh, so what? So, but you're trying to learn the No, 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 I'm not learning the law of Na'ara. I'm not, no, I'm not learning, I'm not learning from this person. No, right, that's how I'm learning. I'm not learning the law of Na'ara, that the father has the right to marry off his daughter as a Na'ara, to get the money. Yes, so just like, in kesef la'adon zeh, there's no kesef to this master, but if there was kesef, the master would get it. So too in a case where there's another yitziah. What's another yitziah? Of a girl going to get married. So the father gets the money. The father gets the money. Look at the dashi. Now look at the dashi. Yitziah dekivateh, third line. Yitziah dekivateh kamimayet. Ma kesef di yitziah adon. Ihava hatam kesef. If there was money in that case, it's like you're redeeming the uh, the valuation. The over the leftover money based on the calculation you give to the adon. You give it uh, to him Good. And therefore, since we, if you're going to say that the money goes to her, the cases are not compatible. So comes the Gemara and asks one more question. Gemara says like this: "Vehalo damya." What are you talking? You can't compare these cases anyway. The case of a servant going out is not compatible to a girl getting married. Why? This going out is not compatible to this going out. Why? Hatam gabe adon. By the case of the adon, nafkalam mirshute legamre. When she goes out of the adon's jurisdiction, she's out. Complete. Yitzia de'av akati mechsera mesira lechupa. 
which means when she goes out to get married, engaged, she stills in the father's jurisdiction, because the father still has rights to give her over to the hupa, which means the father still has rights, for example, who inherits? The father still inherits the girl before she's uh, uh, before she gets uh, married. So therefore, you see what like she gives us the maasiyadeh. Um, um, who gets maasiyadeh until she's married? The father. So anyway, we're not comparing these cases; they're not compatible. You want to say what? It's perfect, perfect compatibility. The case is not compatible, by the way. When a servant, a maid servant, goes out, she goes out in totality. When a girl goes out and gets kedushin, she's still connected. To the father, which means so therefore you can't draw correlations between Abba and Kedushin. They're not similar. Kamara says they are similar. Kamara says, Me'afarat nidari miha nafkala mirshuteh. In one aspect, she does go out of the father's jurisdiction after Kedushin. Regarding the law of absolving vows. Vitnan, na'ara me'orasah, which means before she got Mikudeshit, who absolves vows? The father alone. Once already she gets engaged, the father loses his rights to absolve alone. Now already he needs the, the husband. Which means, so technically, there is a Yitzhiah out of the father's jurisdiction. You're right, not the Gabay Maasiyadeh, not the Gabay Yerushah, but the Gabay what? So therefore the correlation is a good correlation. That just like an Amma Ibriyah, when she goes out, she goes out in totality. Yes, so the Gabay, a girl that's getting out, she also goes out the Gabay Nidarim. In total, the father loses his exclusive rights to be mefinid darim. Oh, what's already you saying that the cases are similar? I'm going to say, just like by Amma Ibriya, if she went out and there was a money payment, the money would go to the Adon. So too, in a case of a uh, Nara getting married, if there was money, the money would go to the father. So we've proven in this Gemara that a Ketana, as well as a Ne'ara, the Kesef goes to the father for the Kedushin.